This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Hey guys, episode 86, Cad and Hal are here, the all-star special podcast. Uh, we got bit to talk about today. Don't really know how long this is going to be. Before we get into it, uh, we got our first round of what our merch might look like. I sent back some changes. It's looking good, guys. Uh, Hal is like very critical, and I don't think he's a big I'm going to buy a t-shirt guy. But from the vibes that I've talked to him, like you, you were kind of impressed, right? Like there's some pretty sweet shit. Yeah, who made him? Uh, a, a guy that I used to, he used to work where I work now. He he left. He went somewhere else. But now he's shout out Jason Capello. I'll give him a shout out. First first shout out on the podcast for him. This, this guy, dude, this guy's guy. hilarious. Like an absolute beauty. Big Rangers fan. He's he's wicked good at his job. Nice guy. So shout out to him. Um, or, I don't know. I'm pumped for the merch. Are you pumped for the merch, dude? I'm pumped, dude. Is that is that what you need to hear? Yeah, sort I'm of. Pumped. I think that's what I think that's what I need to hear, and I think that's what our listeners need to hear too. So before you give me freaking yeah. attitude, dude. Yeah, it's just like I'm not a huge like I have like seven T-shirts. You know, I know, like, but it's like, tough. That's not my lifestyle. They look nice. Thank you. That's all. That's all I need to know. We're gonna have hats, winter hats. You're not a hat guy. I'm gonna see if we can get koozies. I think koozies would be sick, and stickers also. Um, but yeah. So how, how have you been? We it's, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus now. Uh, everything going good in Howland? Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, and I'll get into it later, but it was the Bruins bye week, so it was a tough week for me. So yeah. kind of happy that hockey's coming back. Yeah, the whole bye week sucks. I mean, you got the Patriots though, so that's something to look forward to. I mean, I'd bet everything I have that they're going to win the Super Bowl. But um, like I said, we're going to go through a little things, a little bit here and there, then get into the NHL All Star Game, and uh, pretty much the same type of podcast. So let's do it. NHL in the news. Rush version. Also, shout out to the guy who told me that there was a Rush version of this because, I mean, I don't think he knew how much I love Rush, so it just kind of worked out. So, Rush version, NHL in the news, go. Alright guys, here we go. Let's get this let's get this flying. 
First things first, Carter Hunt has 14 wins. It's 14, 14, and 3. This is the Carter Hunt countdown. If you guys are new to the podcast, Hal and I made a bet. I think it was for like $2,000 at the beginning of the year that Carter Hutton would win 20 games. I said he would. Hal said he wouldn't. I mean, 14-14-3 is not the best record to have. I think you got half the season, so all you need is six wins. But, like, I'm not feeling great about it right now. Uh, and you just told me something about him before the podcast started. What, what were you telling me? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, first, his last win was January 8th against the Devils. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we hadn't done the podcast in two weeks. We wanted to update the countdown. Still at 14. Yep. His last game was against the Edmonton Oilers. Everyone knows they've been having a great season. Uh, 12 shots on goal, five against, got yanked in 24 minutes. So five goals, 24 minutes. See you later. Hasn't played since. Oh, God. And then I brought up the point to you that he is from the glorious land of Thunder Bay, Ontario. If you're also new to the podcast, Ket's favorite hockey family, the Stalls are from Thunder Bay. So that's got to make you a little nervous. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel great. To be completely honest with you, I thought Carter Hunt was going to be a stud, and I mean they were they were doing great at the beginning of the year, and now they're kind of falling off. But the thing is, I just need six wins. That's all I need. So it could happen. I'm feeling good about. It. I feel, I feel like I should feel better about it than you sh- than you should. Yeah, but right now I just have a little momentum on my side. You got a spark. Like- like, if this was a football game, it's the fourth quarter, and we're down 14 with five minutes left, but we just intercepted the ball, so there's a chance. Yes, yes, I give you that. So, they, glad we got that out of the way. F- fucking Carter Hunt. All right, so the Mighty Ducks are back together. Uh, Adam Banks, Cat Lady, uh, Russ, uh, Russ Tyler, Guy Germain, and I think his name's Tommy Duncan. Those characters all met up, and they went and saw an Anaheim, Mighty, or Anaheim Ducks game, and... I mean, did you see the pictures of these guys? Yeah, I did. Um, I wrote a quick blog like- about it, kind of summing up what they kind of looked like. Uh, I'll walk it through. I think Guy Germain's kind of like, he was going to marry Connie Moreau, but he, but he got really heavily into weed, and he now he has a marijuana dispensary. He barely had his eyes open the entire time. Uh, Russ, Russ Tyler ended up with a comedy career. Julie Cat is a, dude, rocket. I mean, I'm not really all that shocked about that. Um, who are the other two? Adam Banks looks terrible. Adam Banks looks like he's he's seen some shit. And I don't even know who Duncan is. Who the hell Tommy, is Duncan? That's the thing, dude. Tommy Duncan was definitely out of left field. If you don't remember, Tommy Duncan's from Mighty Ducks 1. It was Tam, his older sister, Tammy, and little brother, Tommy. They are figure skaters who joined District 5. Tammy and Tommy Duncan, Duncan are some of the worst characters to come out of the trilogy. Like, I don't understand how Tommy Duncan made this, like, lineup. Like, do you think, like, he was invited, or do you think he just showed up? I don't know. I, I and Another thing, like, let's say he was invited and he showed up. Do you think anybody on the cast knew who the fuck he was? Yeah. They're like, like who the was... hell is this guy? And another thing, you're telling me I'm supposed to believe that that kid was a fucking figure skater? <laughs> Look, dude, I mean, it hasn't been an easy 25 years for him. No. Give him a break. Yeah, true. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was weird, but I thought you summed it up pretty well. Yeah. Kind of cool. It was It was a kind of a neat moment. I think the biggest shock to me, I mean, Guy Germain looking like he was stoned was pretty on point, but Adam Banks, man, to be, like, to have it all, to be, to be the best player on the Mighty Ducks, like, franchise, and then you kind of look like you've been dabbling in some, some heavy shit, uh, I don't know. Not great. 
Oh, somebody actually told me he's a bartender in Hollywood. Um, I was going to say Adam Banks looks like he hung out with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they partied. All right. Uh, moving on. I thought this was cool. So this, I forget when this happened. This may have been a week or two ago. Mark Andre Fleury. So before he gets pulled in the game, he goes and he and he tries making a giant snow pile in front of his net. So when he gets pulled, they can't like if it's an empty net. Hopefully the fucking snow stops the puck and shit. Uh, the refs the refs saw it and they went over and they they took down the snow pile wall. But I love this. I I remember last year or like the year before I hated Mark Andre Fleury and then he played great last year. I, we talked about this on the podcast recently. Like I'm kind of a Mark Andre Fleury guy and. I thought this was a great move. Like I thought that was really funny. What do you have on this? You're like shaking your head right now, like in disgust. I think. Yeah, I just don't know how after of years and years of hating Mark Andre Fleury and talking about how he's a charity case, you've turned on him big time. But that's not. I mean, look, I'm not going to get into that with you. I just, I think, I agree with you. I think it's a cool move. I think it's. I think it's funny as shit. It's your crease. Chop the crease up. Like, I never have a problem. Like, I feel like all goalies put some snow in the crease. If it's the end of the game and you just build a little mountain, is that even illegal? Or does it say in the rule book you can't do that? I mean, yeah, you're probably right. I think it wasn't just the chopping of the ice. It was kind of like him actually getting down on his hands and knees and, like, building a snow castle. Right, right. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I've never heard, what is it, two minutes for building a snow castle? Yeah, like, I, don't I, don't I don't know. I haven't seen that rule. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you do it, like, more power to you. Like, at the end of the day, it's still an empty net and they're NHLers, so they're either going to shoot the puck really hard through it or you're probably going to lift it up. Like, yeah. Like, I don't think it's really going to make that big of a difference. So, I don't know. I was a, It was a cool move by your best friend. I thought it was uh, It was kind of similar. So, like, if you play beer hockey, I think one of my favorite things that goalies do is if, like, the puck's in the zone and people are buzzing, a veteran beer ho- hockey goalie will go from one post to the other and just slam that shit right off the moorings to get a whistle. And it, it just kind of reminded me of, like, one of those little tricks that goalies have. We went to Placid a couple weeks ago. And we had this goal. He was all right, but like when he would get rattled, he must have knocked that off no less than twenty five times throughout the course of like three games. And it was awesome. We're on the bench, like fuck yeah, and the other team's like getting pissed. They had a vet move. Thought that was cool. Um, now we're gonna go Marty St. Louis to Columbus as a special teams consultant. Uh, reunited with Tortorella. I know that Marty St. Louis had been helping out the Rangers a little bit with type with skills and shit like that, but now he signed like a, a legit deal with Columbus. I think this, like I said before, St. Louis and uh, Tort's going to get back together. What do you have on this? I mean, Marty St. Louis, he, it's been known that he wants to get into coaching. He he does coach. So, I mean, this is a good first step for him in, in that sort of uh, type of career. But what do you have on Marty? Yeah, I mean, and it, good for Marty St. Louis, too, because it's not exactly, like, the hardest job to, oh, to yeah. walk into. Special teams consultant. So, like, if you break it down, one – if you look at their PK, I don't know if he's just doing power play, but if he's doing, if he's helping out with PK too, like reading other teams' defenses, you already have a bunch of players brainwashed by John Tortorella, who just block everything. You know, guys like Dubinsky out there on your team, and then you have an unbelievable goalie. So PK should be easy if they're struggling with that. And then if you look at their power play, like Marty St. Louis, like all you have to do is figure out like how Zach Orensky can get Artemi Panarin the puck. Like mm-hmm. that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Like get Panarin open so he can shoot the puck. Like, I feel like he has a pretty good, it's a pretty good first gig. Yeah. And with, especially with like what you said, with the people that you have on that power play, you have Panarin, uh, Rorensky, Seth Jones, you have Nick Felino, who's a monster in front, Cam Atkinson. Like you have some pretty talented players there. You should be able to figure it out. 
and Marty St. Louis, just like his his presence and his leadership and, and his experience, I think people are really going to key in on that. And I don't know. We'll wait and see. I'm glad to see him back into hockey, though. I've always liked Marty St. Louis. Smaller guy. was told he couldn't do and he did. So never going to hate on that. Moving on. I think you're going to like this one. Uh, a report came out. So five years ago, if you go on Reddit, they do like, what are they, AMAs, where you ask me anything. And Keanu yeah. Reeves had one, and somebody's like, tell us something about you that we wouldn't know. And he said that when he moved to California one day, he walked outside, and there were people playing street hockey in the middle of the road. And he's like, hey, guys, do you mind if I apply? And like, yeah, for sure. And for 10 years in a row, every single weekend, Keanu Reeves would go out, and he would play street hockey. And this came out, I think this is so fucking cool. Keanu Reeves is the really, really, really bad actor who was uh, the goalie in Youngblood. He was in The Matrix. He's in uh, the Wick movies. What else is he in? Replacements. He, he, you've seen You know who he is. I just thought this was kind of neat. Like, this isn't something you see every day. We have a friend. Shout out EO Dubs. I don't know if it's, like, known to everybody, but he reminds me of Keanu Reeves. So uh, what, what do you have on this, Hal? Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I'm a Keanu Reeves guy. Um, been in a couple of great movies. Not a Matrix fan though, um, but I just I just always think about like growing up. Like I loved playing street hockey, but the goalie was always the kid who didn't know how to play. You'd give him like your older brother's like baseball glove and like try to find anything that resembles a helmet and chest protector and be like, go get them. They'd usually be wearing shoes and they're just getting like stingers off the wrist. So I mean, like, I, it's a real cool move for him to do that because he's like. Mr. Hollywood, and he's getting in probably one of the worst positions in sports. Roller hockey goalie sucks. Road <laughs> rash for days. Um, I don't know, man. If he was good at it, that would be cool too. But it sounds like if you're playing for 10 years straight with like the boys, like can you imagine just being like a normal dude who works an office job, and then you're like, I gotta go play roller hockey with Keanu tonight? Like, I think cool. it's so cool. I mean, growing up, you and I, we were involved in this one league called Casha. It was a Crest Association Street. What was it? It was... The cast, the, the Crest Association Street Hockey or Association, Crest Amateur Street Hockey Association. Yeah, so we had this one goalie that we played high school hockey with, and he set up like this league, and we would play uh, in in the Crest, which was like the projects of where we were from. Not really the projects, just had had a lot of grit to it. I love the Crest. Never would ever say bad at, at about the Crest. Yeah, I believe you just called the Crest the projects. Yeah, but I called it the projects in a, in a, like a term of like endearment, like respect. Okay. Like, it wasn't like this place is gross. It was like, if you're going to go here, you're going to learn how to grow up. Yeah, right? Okay. Like, I didn't, I, if, if you're if you're listening, you're from the crest. That's not what I meant. I meant it's, you're tough. But anyway, for like a summer, it was hard, like, keeping all the games together. And, like, we would try to play as much as we could. I can't imagine playing 10 years in a row. They said that they missed a couple weekends here and there, but still really, really cool. And what you said, like, the fact that if he played goalie for 10 years in a row, he really was committed to his position, and I bet he was pretty good at it. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. I want to see a couple shots on goal. Mm-hmm. Like, can we get like an NHLer to go out there and just rip a couple shots? Maybe we could. Maybe that's what we need to do. Just hunt them down and ask them if we can take a couple shots on them. I wish you get Keanu Reeves on the fucking pod, bud. All right, uh, moving on. Peter Torelli was fired from Edmonton. If you're an Oilers fan, you're probably super pumped about this. I mean, there were so many deals that this guy's made, not just with the Oilers, just like in his career. And, I mean, I. I I guess the guy who's taken over for him, his last name's Gretzky. I'm assuming he would have to be related to Wayne, but I don't think that he has the best track record either. They were talking about some of the drafts that he did in the past that he just missed on and shit. But we were kind of talking about it. Some of the big ones, obviously, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, uh, Ryan Strom for uh, Jordan Eberle. 
The he could have picked Barzell, but instead he picked Reinhardt or something along those lines. There's just some like really fucked up deals. The Milan Lucic contract, the Cassian contract, uh, the Andrew Ference contract. Like there were a ton of stuff that this guy did that people were like, "What's going on here?" Um, you have like probably the best, yeah, definitely the best player to come out since Crosby on your team, and you can't make the playoffs. You've only made him one year, and not a great look. I think this guy should have been fired a long time ago. What do you have on all this stuff? Yeah, uh, that first round pick that became Barzell was for Griffin Reinhardt, who is, I think, a current AHLer, or maybe he's like in Europe somewhere. So that didn't work out too well. But the official uh, trade management for the last like two or three years, uh, the Oilers traded away Taylor Hall, a 2015 first that became Barzell, 2015 second, Jordan Eberle, Ryan Strong, Drake Kajulia. Jason Garrison, and they brought in Adam Larson, Brian Spooner, who they waived, Branding Manning, and some guy that's playing in the Swedish Hockey League. Not great. <laughs> tough look. He's made bonehead trades forever. Um, it's tough. I mean, as a Bruins fan, he won me a cup. Like, oh, and Jordan Eberle. And Jordan Eberle. I have that name to the list. He's on there. Okay. Pretty good player. So... I don't know. He won a cup, so like he's not completely stupid. Someone said it best with those trades, though. The majority of those trades were with the Islanders, and Garth Snow outsmarted them. Never a good look. No. What I don't like about it, and I can't, I can't figure this out, is the Oilers, um, the Oilers basically telling him to go home at like the second intermission. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a lot of people are saying they tried to save him from that press conference. But if I was Peter Shirley, I would want that press conference. I'd be like, "Fuck you." I don't think you would. I don't think you'd want that press conference, dude. The heat would be turned on. You know, you know, you know what you would do in that press conference? You'd be like, "Yeah, guys, I'll be there," and then you'd sneak out the back door, and they'd be waiting for you for fucking two hours. But at the same time, dude, like part of me thinks that the Oilers are probably covering their own asses because they're such a dysfunctional family. I can see like the president of that organization or the owner being like, we need to trade Taylor Hall. Like, you don't know what's going on in the backdrop. Like, Peter Trelli's an idiot, but let's not forget that you, if you hire an idiot, that also kind of makes you an idiot. Like, yeah. when, when you, have you ever, like, gone to any job, like, growing up, like, when you had to work a summer job or something, and you do an interview, and you get hired, and you're thinking, like, wow, this person's pretty stupid. Like, they can't tell. <laughs> like, it just... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, how do you hire Shirelli, and like, how do you let someone for that long ruin what you had with McDavid and Drysdale? Yeah, I don't know. And another thing about the Islanders, you mentioned Garth Snow. There was a report that just came out. It wasn't really a report; it's more of a quote from Barzell. They asked Barzell what the biggest difference between this year and last year was, and he said that pretty much that everybody's held to the same standard and everybody's accountable. And it was kind of like people were taking it as a shot towards Tavares. Do you, do you read into it that way? I don't know. Maybe. I, that's a that's kind of an interesting thing. I don't really see Tavares as that type of player. I don't know if they're talking about the coaching, too. Was Capuano still there last year? Um, was it Doug Waite? Doug Waite, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't re- I, I don't know how to take that. That kind of transitions well, though. Like, Do you have thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on the Islanders overall? So, like they're playing good hockey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the first part about this. I don't think it's... It's kind of a little bit of a shot at Tavares, but I think it's more of a shot towards the Islanders franchise. Like, I don't think Tavares was demanding to be treated like that. I think that these people thought, oh my God, we need to keep this guy, we need to keep this guy. Then the next year they get rid of everybody and they're like, well, he's not fucking here, let's get it going. So that's kind of the way I looked at it. Islanders are playing good hockey, man. Uh, Robin Leonard, huh? How about him? They they were chanting his name the other night. 
like Robin, Robin or Leonard or whatever. And he almost like started crying. I thought that was a cool moment. We, if you listen to the podcast, you know that we dig hockey players with neck tattoos. That's a big thing that we do here. Uh, I mean, they're good. They're not bad, dude. They, and this kind of solidifies the fact that uh, Barry Trotz, right? Yeah, Barry Trotz is a good coach. Is a great coach. Like that. That's all you need to know, right there. They don't really have like. They have like weird players, right? Like Anders Lee is pretty good, but like you don't like, you don't think of him as a super like superstar wise. Like you think Barzell. Yeah, no, I mean they are a good player. I think the funny thing too is like we laughed at a lot of their signings, and some of them were stupid. They're going to come back and bite them. But I really think like bringing Matt Martin back and like having that fourth line back together, like I think that kind of brought them back to like you remember when Clutter the Rangers were really good? Yeah, the Rangers were really good, and they kind of ran. The Rangers and Penguins kind of ran the division, but the Islanders were kind of right there, and then it fell apart. Yeah. Um. I mean, Martin was a huge part of that, and it seems like, yeah, I mean, Komarov's kind of an interesting player too. Like they have veteran leadership for sure. Like I'm, that might be part of it too. Like that that team instead of having Shane Prince on your fourth line, you have some of these guys. Like I think that makes a huge difference. Um, and the only reason I say this because you know I hate the Islanders, but like they're kind of it's a big middle finger to all those analytic people. Right? Like, oh, I cannot believe this is the fourth line. Like, I understand analytics for sure. Like, I think some of them can be used. But the people who are, like, so hardcore analytics, I don't think they they value, like, the locker room. Does that make sense? Like, you can't put a, you can't put a stat on, like, what somebody brings to the locker room every day. Right. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Like, the chemistry is obviously important and the leadership, and that's not going to show up. And while obviously you need, like – puck possession like i i still think if that fourth line still doesn't have puck possession if they're just getting the puck deep and running their defenseman once even if the team's breaking out the puck like that slowly chips away so they do a job Uh, dude if you're a defenseman on the ice and they send out clutterbox zekas and martin you're like oh fuck this is gonna suck this is is the worst like let's let's pin them in their zone (laughs) change it up i don't want to be out here (laughs) yeah you're just gonna dump it yeah Went to the red line and dump it in, or or like you you, you, you ice do. the you ice the puck and you're like, no, sir, I gotta get off, I'm hurt. Yeah, <laughs> like go down. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. They've been good. It's funny though. I did too. I was listening to like NHL on the fly or whatever on SiriusXM, and they were talking. Some guy called in, and this dude was like having a mental breakdown. Because Anders Lee is going to be a UFA at the end of the year, and he thinks Anders Lee is going to be like John Tavares, and the Islanders are going to hold on to him and not trade him, and then they're going to lose him for nothing. And it was pretty funny to hear that they're already like things are going so well, but in the back of their mind, they're like, "This dude's probably going to leave the island." Anders Lee's a free agent. What? Anders Lee is going to be a free agent. Yeah. So oh my is. God! Please leave. Oh my God! That would be awesome. <laughs> I think he'll stay, though. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I just think it's funny that they have to go through their captain being a UFA all over again. Yeah. Um. Last thing in NHL news before we get to the All Star game. You always laugh when I do my segues. I don't know why. Uh. Pure. Wow. Pierre Edward. Bellamar might have bit PK Subban. There's a thing in front of the net. There was a scrum. PK kind of put his arm like around him, kind of coming in at like a front, like kind of he was gonna stick his fingers up his nose, and he missed. And he got his mouth, and then PK started freaking out like he got bit really hard. What do you have on this? Like, I don't condone biting. Mm-mm. I don't. I think it's a coward's move. I hate it. Any player that's ever bit someone in the league, like really pisses me off but 
if you're going to fish hook a guy, you're probably going to get bitten. Like, <laughs> his, his fingers were all in there, and they were, like, trying. It looked like he was trying to grab onto something. That was not a face wash. You don't you don't bite a guy's finger from a face wash, but it looked like he was either going to rip him by the lip or, like, go up his nose and pick his boogers. Yeah, yeah, big time. And, like, if you're doing that, like, you don't like do you, that. yeah, but if you do, you're going to get bit. That's your only defense, and that like, like you're right, dude. Like, and I'm I'm right there with you. I think biting somebody is like like kind of the coward's way out. But if I'm on the ice and somebody has their head hand over my head and they're doing that shit, and I see his fingers right there, I'm probably gonna take a nibble. It is pretty funny though if you think about it. Like NHL players will, yeah, NHL players will like block a shot and break a leg and finish a shift. But if an NHL player gets bit. They start screaming. They're shaking their hand. They're like, they like. That's also PK Subban though, and he's like known for like being a little over dramatic when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. So, and I'm not a Pierre Edward Belmar guy. Oh, I hate him. Hate him. So, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Um, shit. Oh, really quickly, PK Subban had a TV show and it's terrible. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you something? Who's Lee Bryce? Is he good? Is he famous? Lee Bryce. Yeah. I'm going to his concert two weeks from now. Okay, but is he like he's a, a he's he's a big he's a big time country music star. You would call him a superstar. Uh okay. Because let me compare the, let me compare this to hockey terms. He's not a McDavid or a Crosby, but he's like a he's like a Shifley. So, dude, so they were doing like the skills competition ended, and I had a couple of beers, and I was feeling good, and it basically came on. I was like, "Stay tuned for PK Subban's like Variety Hour." where he does, like, stand-up, and he's, like, a talk show host, and they're like, and we have all these big stars. The first was a comedian I never heard of. The second person was, like, a Formula One driver who probably didn't want to be there. And then the third person there, like, it's country music superstar, Lee Bryce. And I was like, who is that? I was going to text you and be like, is Lee Bryce a superstar? Because I just thought it was aggressive. I would put him, like, top 15. Like yeah, out of all the country music people, like okay, I don't know if that qualifies as superstar, but my my point being is like maybe like spitting chicklets has ruined it for me in a sense where I like want hockey players to be down to earth, but like it was just like corny <laughs> late night television. It was a really weird vibe. I didn't get to watch it. I I remember you were texting me about. It. I'm like people oh, were God. praising him about it. Like I guess it's like cool to like step out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but like it wasn't that good. <coughs> I agree. TED talks. <laughs> Uh, all-star game now. We're going to get into this. First, we'll do the skills competition. We're going to pull up the results for you guys. Fastest skater, Connor McDavid. Uh, 13.378 seconds around the rink. Uh, Kendall Coyne, Schofield, uh, U.S. Uh, women's Olympian, 14.346. She beat Clayton Keller, 14.526. She, dude, she was flying. Like, she was really, really, really yeah, fast. Her legs didn't stop no, moving. Sure. The, dude, her legs didn't stop moving the entire time. She just kept crossing over and crossing over and crossing over. Like she was flying. I was thoroughly impressed with that. Out of all the things in that, I was like, I this girl is fast as shit. Right. Yeah. No, she was really fast. I'll agree with that. I, I um, I didn't really like catch it. I, I started watching right after that, but I watched the clips, and the first time I saw it, I thought it said like twenty four seconds, and I was like. I was like, what? And I and I was thinking to myself, like, why are people talking about how impressive that was? But I did. I went back and watched it. And, like, she was she was zooming around the ice. It was, like, 14-something, like you said. So, pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was – that that for me, with the whole – with the uh, women's try or 
in the skills comp. I thought that was a cool story. We're going to get into the other one, which I hate. Uh, next one, puck control. This was uh, the ones where they kind of do, I don't know, they go through a ton of different, like, I guess, like, it's like a obstacle course. Johnny Gaudreau won 27.045 seconds. Johnny Gaudreau's having a great year this year, by the way. Yeah, so um, Gaudreau and Kane were unbelievable in that, like, I watched both of them do it. It was so seamless. Every other player, like, lost the puck somewhere along the way. Both of them, it was just, like, pure control, like, batting the puck out of the air. Like, I, I was thoroughly impressed with that competition. I actually really enjoyed it, too. Like, Johnny Gaudreau, I don't think – and obviously, if you listen to, like, Spin Chicklets, they love Johnny Gaudreau, and, like, I think he gets a good, fair amount of praise. But, like, I, it still, like, doesn't compute to me that he's been in the league five years, I think, and he's been an all-star all five years. Like, he's, like, always in the top five in scoring. Like, I think he's, like, this generation's Paul Correa, but better. Really? That's that's kind of a hot take. I think he's just, like, he's that West Coast, like, winger who's, who's like, electric and flies and plays at such a fast speed and, like, weighs, like, 15 pounds. Um, fourth, fourth, round, know, fourth round, 104th overall. I think he might be the, I might I think he might end up being, like, one of the all-time leading American scorers for sure. And I think... Um, I don't know, dude. He's re- I, honestly, he's really comparable to Patrick Kane in his prime, too. Yeah. I think Patrick Kane might have had a better shot, but, like, that's why it was so funny. And you could see, like, Patrick Kane went first, and Johnny Gaudreau said, like, I, the person I'm most scared of in this is Patrick Kane. Kane put on a show, and every single other player went through and struggled. They kept showing Kane, and then Gaudreau went. You could just see after Gaudreau won, he had this smirk on his face, and they looked over, and Kane was just, like, chuckling to himself, like, fuck. Like, good job, kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they're both unbelievable players. Both American, love it. Uh, next one, the save streak. The king, Henrik Lomquist, made 12 saves. He won the event. Uh, last class, he ate, Dubnit, seven. So here's my thing about Henrik Lomquist. There are a couple things. He played great. There were two goals scored in the skills comp and in the game that made goalies look very, very bad, and they were both on Henrik Lomquist. That Jeff Skinner move that he put on Hank, where Hank almost, like, had a seizure. That was bad. And then Stamkos going between the legs, that was another rough look. But good for good for the King to win something this year because it's not going to be the Cup. Yeah, it was funny too because he was looking pretty old. Like you could tell every time he got up. Like when he got dangled and you talked about this, like he was on the other end of some of the worst like goals. Bad. Like dirtiest goals were scored on him. Yeah. But you could always tell every time he got up, he looked kind of old and he was like, Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah, but fuck. he put together that 12 and that's a pretty cool moment too because you don't know how many he has, he has left. Yeah. I, I was happy for the, for Hank there. That was cool. Um, premier passer. This is kind of where this may go off the rails. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl won minute nine seconds. The, the biggest controversy, I guess you can say, is Brianna Decker also did this. And originally, her time had beaten Leon Dreisaitl's. And people wanted her to win the $25,000. That, I'm good with. I'm completely okay with it. Like, whatever. They go back and they rerun her time. And she didn't beat Leon Dreisaitl. But people were still demanding that she got paid all this stuff. So it's like, I don't, I don't really get it. The NHL ended up donating $25,000, I think, to all four of the women who participated to their charities or whatever. And I understand, like, women's hockey players don't make as not nearly as much as guys' hockey players do or whatever. But just, like, people are so angry about this. And it's like, will you guys chill out, man? Like, why can't we just enjoy the fact that these girls are really, really good? Why do we have to make this a thing? 
Yeah, I mean, the one thing I would say on it is um, with, like, um, with the money aspect of it, like, what I people are missing is, like, and the whole reason they went out there was to promote the game. Like, mm-hmm. I saw someone tweet something, and there was some girl, like, 13-year-old girl, like, on the couch, like, so pumped up after that girl did the skating. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's why they were there. It's the same, like, concept as the Olympics, like, to try to grow the game, to, like, make people love the game, make someone who might not want to watch it enjoy it and that's something that we get shit on for not wanting all the time like because we think the hurricanes are stupid yeah. but like that is the perfect example of when that works it was the perfect platform it was really cool i'm with that like they weren't like they weren't there to get paid they were there to promote what they do and they did a good job of doing it like mm-hmm. it should have it should have just been happy and like i think cool that they gave it to the charity but like you just can't demand that they get money for showing up like that's that wasn't why they were there no i agree with that i and I feel like we have to be careful with what we say because people, everything's under a microscope now. And if you don't agree with somebody, you're some misogynistic, racist asshole. And that's not what it is at all. Like if you had heard us talking earlier, who, uh, who the hell was it? Coin way faster than I am. And like, holy shit. Like she blew me away with how fast she was and how good of a skater she was. That was awesome. But this Decker thing where they're, where they're demanding that she gets $25,000 and she didn't even win the competition. It's like, what? That doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense. And just people blew it out of proportion. And the NHL and guys are the worst. That's not what it is, man, at all. I hope in the future that they kind of... I hope they continuously do this. Like, I thought it was pretty cool to see Coin wheel around there. And, like, it, I don't know. I thought they were... Is, is Hillary Knight still really good? I don't know if she's still really good. Um, I forget she who I was talking like a, to. I was talking to... I was talking to, like, I forget... I was talking to a woman hockey player. I forget who it was. She was really good. Like she played in the NWHL, and she was telling me that Hillary Knight was like incredibly overrated. So I don't. Really? Yeah. What about Castle? Castle's not. They say Castle's the real deal. Like right. she's awesome, but they think that Hillary Knight, like that was kind of the face, but like she wasn't as good as what people were saying. That's all hearsay, though. Like take it for what you want, but that's that's what I was told. <laughs> all right what's next hardest shot uh john carlson wins with 102.8 mile an hour slap shot funny part brent burns missed the net and dude wasn't there just something that came out that somebody took like a 108 mile an hour slap shot at one of like the team skills comps i don't know maybe i honestly have no idea like, are these regulation or what <laughs> well i feel like it depends on the gun too right yeah definitely you need, you need a regulation gun but good for John Carlson, I guess. Sick, dude. Um, then the last one, the accuracy shooting. Posnack, your boy won, 11.3 seconds. I didn't really get to see a lot of this. Is this the one where they change colors? Yeah, so it's like it's like what they used to do, but it changed colors. Why? If it's not broken, don't fix it. Leave fucking yeah. four targets up there and have them compete against all the old-time NHLers. Like, that's what you're trying to do. You want to see how you are, I mean, I guess compared to your peers now, but like... I want to see if they can beat Ray Bork. Like, I want to see that shit. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, it was funny because I think... It, the one thing I will say about it, though, I think once... If you hit the first target, if you didn't miss... It just, like, went in, like, a order. Like, it was pretty easy to follow. Yeah. It was, like, down, middle, down, up, up. Something like that. But, I mean, Pasternak put on a show. I get what you're saying with that. My huge takeaway, and I, I was trying to like get a clip, but like I don't know how to make gifts, and I was recording on my phone. Jr., who also went four for four, 
in that in that category, he loves it, man. Like out of all of the skills competitions, he has the biggest smile on his face. He was so pumped for Pasternak when he was burying. Like, like Jr. Jr. loves that competition, man. And like, it's just like his thing. I was I was happy for him. Yeah, I Austin Matthews also gave a tribute to Patty Marlowe. What'd you have on this? Uh, I thought it was kind of weird. I, I guess I don't know. I really get it. It's kind of cool. The only the only issue with that is he didn't win. So then, like everything goes by the wayside. If he goes out there and he puts the jersey on and he wins, and I think that's a pretty cool move because like Patty Marlowe is the captain of there for whatever, whatever. He's a legend. He's his teammate and his friend. It was kind of weird though. It was like fifty fifty. Wasn't that emotional? Yeah. Um. Couple other things from this. The NHL is kind of they're doing this tracking system. Are you in on this? Where they, they put, like, these trackers and the players in the pucks next year, and next year you can go on the NHL app and you can see how fast people are and, like, what way they go and stuff like that. Do you think that's cool? It's kind of like the exit velocity on, like, baseball's, like, home runs and shit, except for the NHL version. I don't hate it. I would be interested to see, and I'd be interested to see how people use those stats. Like, I'm sure there would be some pretty cool averages of stuff that I'd want to find out. I'm for it. They don't have to do it all the time, though. I don't need stuff glowing up on my screen, like, the whole game. But every now and then I think it's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, you wrote down here a couple other things. Our boys, Company Thirty Nine, were at the, our boys, Company Thirty Nine, were at the All Star Game this weekend, and they were they were doing behind the scenes stuff, and it looked really cool. So if you guys get a chance, to follow them, Company Thirty Nine. They're doing a lot of really cool stuff. What's uh, my next thing I want to talk about? Steve Stamkos looked really cool. Um, <laughs> he, I like that's all I had to like. I thought his stock went way up. Like we still talk about it. Like he's the captain of the Lightning, and they're entering like Capitals land. Where it's like, can they ever get it done? But like, he had it all going. He had uh, the sickest goal of probably between the, weekend, the legs. Yeah, which was unbelievable. Um, he did. He has like this look to him. He's got like the grease back hair, and he's always chomping on gum out there. I I just think he like. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think he looked cool. Like there's there's no deep thought to that. I just thought he looked sweet. Yeah, I agree. His stock did go up a little bit. I th- kind of thought before he was a little bit of a wet blanket. Now I'm a fan. So another thing too, just a side note. Apparently, and this is shout out to Hutch. I don't know if he still listens to the podcast. He's more of a laxer, so I'll respect that. I went down and I visited him in Tampa once, and he brought me to the, this girl was throwing a party, and we went there for like two hours. Um, she was living in that was living in Steve Stamkos's old house. And in the off season, Steve Stamkos would rent his house out to Rob Gronkowski. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. So, okay, stock went up again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Vasilevsky was my next point. Uh, he's just weird. I can't. I know he's <laughs> Russian. I told Ked this. I was watching when Hank was going on his run, and Vasilevsky was currently in first in that competition. They went up to like interview him, and he basically shook him away. He was like, no. <laughs> Keith Yandel was trying to make a video. Him and Kucherov wouldn't talk. Like, just like, just a, I don't know, man. Like, I get weird vibes from Vasilevsky. Okay. Yeah, the eyeball thing freaks me out. I didn't yeah. even talk about that before. The eyes are, like, weird. But at, at the same time, though, I will say, like, if I was in the NHL, and our goalie was really good, and he was just some Russian who didn't talk to us. I'd probably be okay with that. I would, I would I wouldn't believe in anything more than that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you know what, dude? You don't want to talk to me today. You hate me. That's fine. Leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Oh, All Star Game. I don't know if you know this girl's name. So she was one of the members of uh, Fifth Harmony. What's she look uh, like? Is it Camilla Cabello? No, it's not. It's one of like the castoffs. Okay. Um. She 
she sang the national anthem for the all-star game it must have taken like 15 minutes oh it was no. the lowest worst performance uh, i've ever heard she wasn't singing work from home she was singing the national anthem what do you have on that I, I didn't even know this happened. I when you wrote that when you wrote down Fifth Harmony on the thing, I was like, no, nah, I think he's talking about BB Rexa, who did who did like the no. halftime show or whatever. Oh, maybe I am. Maybe I totally messed it up. So who's who sang the national anthem? Crap. What did you think of BB Rexa? She was in that band. So BB Rexa, I'm a huge BB Rexa guy. Like, if you look like BB Rexa, I love you. She's hot as shit, and she's, she has great songs. So I'm a big BB Rexa. BB Rexa's like kind of, I think she's shorter, blonde. Like, you look you look like BB Rexa, and I love BB Rexa. This is so, this is so off, man. I'm sorry. I totally blew that one. So I guess the girl saying the national anthem wasn't in Fifth Harmony, but uh, Lauren Jargui. Uh, I definitely just butchered that name. Uh, some were saying it was Mariah Carey esque. I couldn't disagree more. You could, wait, Mariah Carey has a bad one. Didn't you just say this girl was bad? Yeah, but doesn't didn't Mariah wasn't Mariah Carey like? Come on, she had a good pipes at one point. In her yeah, career. but when she did the national anthem, she was fucked up and like forgot the words. Okay, well, this girl was was not. She was sober, but it was along the same line. Okay, so. all right. It's kind of like. Uh, Who's the guy who sings the national anthem in Mystery Alaska? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, what the hell's that guy? Is it Little Little, little Richard? Richard? Yeah, Little Richard. Oh man, I don't know how to say this either. Really quickly, the Bruins, I think, found a new um, national anthem singer. Oh okay. He's. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. I can't talk about him without coming off insensitive. So I. I hate him. All right. <laughs> now that we know that. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about the All-Star game. I thought this was really funny. So our, our like sister-cousin podcast, the Betting Crashers, put out a tweet that I thought was hilarious. And they basically circled Harvey the Hound, saying, who the, like, basically, who the hell is this? Uh, Calgary Flames mascot. Um, I, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny because I was looking through our mentions one night and I just saw a bunch of Calgary like Flames fans basically being like, put some respect on Harvey the Hound's name. How do you not know? Someone was like, "How do you not know how Harvey the Hound is? Have you never watched a game in your life?" It's like, what? Yeah, I was. I would be like, "How the hell do you know who he is?" <laughs> yeah. But there was actually a cool moment with him back when uh, I forget when it was, but Craig McTavish was coaching, and Harvey the Hound was like behind the Edmonton Oiler bench, and he pulled Harvey the Hound's tongue right out of the, right out of the hat, like the helmet hat thing. I don't know. Um, yeah. I thought that was funny, too. I, I couldn't believe how offended people got that he didn't know who Harvey the Hound was. Because I don't know who that is. Big name. Yeah, so that was the uh, the whole NHL thing. Now we're just going to do – we have two Twitter questions. Let's hop into it, Drake. Yeah, trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. Okay, thank you. First Twitter question. All-star also, – wow, all-star games. Include a team from the Women's Pro League, question mark? What do you have on that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say no, and I'm just going to say no just because it's the NHL All-Star game. If you want to make a hockey All-Star game, that's cool. I like the fact that they come and they like they take the, the best players from those leagues and have them like, compete in a couple skills comps. I think that's neat. But, like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you don't I think – I think the All Star Game kind of already drags on too long. If you if you what you want to do and like they do this at some Winter Classics, 
um, and other things where like they'll have like a they'll also have like a game from like the women's league. If you want to like um, like for the rink, like if you put like it's an all star game, you don't have to show it on TV. But if you want to have an all star game at the venue, I'm fine with that. Like when I went to the Winter Classic and they were playing that game, like it was on before I went, and like I kind of had fun. Like I think that would be cool. I just don't think you have to like add it into like the actual game itself. I agree. Um, next one. Why is the NHL All-Star Game a circus? I mean, why isn't it a circus? That's essentially what it is. It's trying to raise popularity, notoriety. I mean, out, I of, think, out of the All-Star Games in the past, this was one of the better ones. I would say I would say it's the, and I don't think the All-Star Game's great, but it's the second best All-Star Game of the four major North American sports. What's the first? Baseball got the just home because run derby. It, because it means well that and it means something. Yeah, I just think home run derby and then also playing for home field advantage is pretty cool. Um, do people watch the baseball, pro- sorry? You don't what? have to try that hard anyway in baseball. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do people watch the Pro Bowl? Like, is that something? I don't think so. I'm not. I think it's today. I'm not. I'm not going to tune in. I'm never even. Or the NBA All Star Game. They have the three. They have a couple things, right? They have like slam yeah, dunk, but that's I, not really even that sick anymore. Yeah, because I feel like everyone gets a 10 now. It used to be cool, like, when we were growing up. I would say NBA All-Star Game, plus the game's, like, 178 to 165. Like, I think that's the most boring game to watch. Yeah. Unless you gamble on it. That might be fun. Yeah, true. Um, thank you for the Twitter questions. It was really quick uh, that I put this out. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Now, Patty B. Hotline. Take it away, Patty. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. Thanks, Pat. Pat's left two voicemails one of them i didn't like so we're just going to play this one hey morning escape daddy be here all right if the all-star weekend came to your city would you go whether or not your favorite player was in the weekend or not all right later guys bye all right pat so you've been you've been bringing the heat the last last few podcasts so i'm gonna let this one slide we need a little bit better of a question than if the All-Star game is in your hometown, would you go? Pat, I would go, no matter what. I think it'd be fun. If they had it in the, in the Saratoga City Center, I'll be there. Hal, what do you have? I'd go, to the, I'd go to the skills competition. I was thinking about it. Like, going to the All-Star game would be a lot of fun, and I, I might go depending on the ticket price, but I think skills competition Friday night, like, just break right out of work, meet your friends at the bars, and just start getting after it. And then the game, it starts at, like, 8 o'clock. And it's just like, just keep getting after it. I think that would be fun. And I bet you the ticket's probably cheaper, too. Here's here's what. Do you really get to see anything when you're there? Like, do you really think you get to... I mean, obviously you see it, but like, I think you see it way more on TV than you would be if you were sitting yeah, there. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. It might not be that cool, but I'm just saying... If we live, if me and you lived in San Jose together, we would win. And I texted you, and I was like, I, "It's forty five dollars uh, to go to the skills competition tonight. Do you want to like drink like ten beers and then go to the game? What would you say?" Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, so I mean, I, I get what you're saying. It's probably even better to just watch it from home. Uh, but yeah, I'd probably go. Cool question, Pat. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Call the Patty B Hotline five one eight three zero nine two five nine five five one eight. Three zero nine two five nine five. Now moving on, Lee Stepniak, Zeros and Zeros. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stepniak.
So a couple of podcasts ago, we talked about switching the Lee Stepniak thing up, and I think we've just been too lazy about it. So maybe this week we kind of get it get together and we try to figure that one out. Um, this is also brought to you by Laga Sports. Forgot to mention that. So now that we did that, Hero and Zero time. I'll go first. Hero of the week, myself. Beer, beer league team won twelve two. I think I put up like nine points. This was this was one of the games that like. You could tell that we we had like probably seven goals within the first like six minutes, and the other team was getting angry. And this is the first time where I was like, "Shit, maybe we shouldn't score that much." Have you ever, have you ever been in a, in a situation like that, like where you think you need to pass the puck a certain amount of times before you shoot because they were freaking out? Wait, they were freaking out because you weren't passing the puck. No, hard? because we were killing them. So here's the thing, and like you, I I think you can say this too. Uh, we've been on a lot of beer league teams that have killed teams, and we've also been on a lot of good amount of beer league teams that have gotten blown out. Like a lot, like I've played on teams with you where like it's not been good. Yeah. Um, when you're when you're up huge, you can you don't have to stop. There's no reason to stop, and it's just about having fun. Like you don't need to enforce a four pass rule. Like you just need to enjoy yourself. If you score twenty five, you score twenty five. And I can say that because I've been on the other side. And when you're on the other side, you just have to come to the realization that your team sucks. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, if your team's that bad and you're up twenty and they're up say seventeen to four, that's the best chance to get a couple goals. The other teams just kind of putting their pedal down, like yeah. go out and have like a little bit of a personal game, get selfish with the puck. Like mm-hmm. you're down thirteen, you're not coming back. Um, and the other team's not trying on defense. Like, why don't you try to at least get a couple goals out of it? No, I agree. I agree. It was it was just a weird game. It, this game also has to do with my zero. Should I just do my zero now? Sure. So there's five minutes left to go in the game, and earlier in the game, one of one of the guys on the other team took a run at one of our guys and, like, need him. Like, it was, like, blatant. It was one of the most blatant knee-on-knee, like, collisions in beer league hockey history, and the refs didn't call anything. And the, the kid who did it, was he was a dickhead the whole game. Another guy on our team like kind of went with him a little bit earlier in the game. So five minutes left to go in the game. This kid has the puck. And shout out Jimmy Sheeran. Fucking yard sale, dude. Like, blew this kid up. So everybody comes over. Like, there's a melee. One of the refs is probably 63 years old. He's, like, trying to break up in the middle. He's like, hey, guys, calm down. Jimmy Sheeran is so pissed off. He takes his helmet off, slams it on the ice. He's like, let's fucking go. So there's five minutes left to go in the game, and and like both sides are chirping back and forth. So I go out there, and the the other team's like fucking leader goes out there, and we're talking to the refs. And I'm, I, I'm like, hey Mark, like, should we just call it? Like, there's no reason for us to play right now. Like, I don't really want to get hurt. And he's like, no, I get that too. And the refs are like, yeah, I don't think we can do that. Well, Mark is the league commissioner, so I think he probably can tell you whether he wants to do that or not. But as this is going on. I'm like, let's just end it. The The guy who was a dickhead skates over and he goes, oh, you guys want to forfeit? And I look at him. I'm like, are you a fucking idiot, dude? We're winning by like 14 right now. And you like, you think we want to forfeit? So the zero of the week goes to this guy who doesn't have a fucking clue what's going on. Same kid yelled at another guy on our team because he was taking too many one-timers. <laughs> one-timers are scary, but where is this team from? Uh, they've always been in the league. Like, this is the first time we've ever had, like, a really serious, like... Issue with them? Yeah, which was, like, weird. And it, it was really stemmed from one dickhead on their team. Uh, my second, my second thing I just wanted to say to paint a scene for the listeners, Jimmy Sheeran, the kid who laid this kid out, I just wanted to just throw a note. If you want to know, like, what type of beer league guy this is, he comes to the game, 
he used to always come to the game. I always remember this about him. And he'd always have his bag, his stick, and he'd have a, like a picnic cooler in his other hand. And he always kept his beers on ice in the cooler and he'd yeah. bring them out to the bench. Um, one of my, one of the coolest moves ever, just the, the cooler just added such a touch to it. And like a nice kid, you, you would never think that he would do something like this, which was the weirdest part. Cause as this is all going on, I'm like, Oh, that guy must've done something bad to get Jimmy to be like this. Cause Jimmy's like normally like a nonchalant, like he just does his thing. He was yeah. ready to like throw him through the wall. <laughs> so that I was, love it. That's yeah, awesome. That was my hero in zero. What do you got this week? Hero. Uh, is Matt Barzell. Uh, I just thought he made a nice a nice bet, so I just was reading on Reddit earlier. Barzell and Pasternak had dinner together the night before the skills competition. Are they boys? I, I don't know. I think okay. it was the first time they'd ever met, but they, they had dinner together. They probably had a couple of drinks, and they basically told each other that either if either of them won, they would split the skills money competition. They'd split it in half. So they went on each other in half, uh... Tough look for Pasternak because Barzell was going to have to beat McDavid um, to win his competition in the fastest skater. But good for Barzell. He gets that, he gets what's that, $12,500 yeah. in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty good bet to make the night before. It's kind of a cool thing to do, right? That's a memorable moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think Pasternak like, got asked about it and he basically was just like, I'm stupid. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, I'm not actually the real winner in this. So I, I thought that was cool. Uh, Good for Barzell. Zero of the week was the bye week for me this week. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point this out. It was the worst bye week of my life. And the reason it was the worst bye week of my life uh, is because the Patriots, like, you know, Bruins fan, New England fan, like, sports have just been churning for, like, months since the Red Sox went on their playoff, like, playoff run. It hasn't stopped. And all of a sudden, the Bruins take a week long break the week that there is no football. playoff football game. There's nothing. There was zero sports for me to watch this week. I tried to watch like three minutes of a Celtics game, and I almost like yeah. passed out. It was the worst. So just terrible timing by the NHL for me. It's been a tough one. I've watched like – that's why that's why I love the skills competition so much. I finally turned sports on. Yeah, yeah. I can see that too. You've been – you've been, you haven't had it in a while, and then it's a little tease, a little here you go. And you I, just, I needed my fix, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was going through relapse. And you get to see Pasternak play, so that was cool. Yeah. Uh, what's next? Uh, we are now going to move on to our three stars of the week before we finish this up. So three stars, go. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars of the week. Because it was the All-Star Week and because there was a skills competition, we are going to do three events that we would like to be added to the skills competition. So uh, my third star, this brings me back to the baseball uh, all-star game. I would want a celebrity all-star game, which I think they kind of do, but I'd want to watch it. Like, you know, like they have like uh, Kenny Mayne and Harold Reynolds and you can watch it like late night on ESPN. I would like to see that in the NHL where I could like watch these celebrities go at each other. Right. I mean, obviously now Keanu Reeves is going to be the star of the show. So, and I mean, I mean, Justin Bieber got laid out by Chris Progner or Wow Pronger like one or two years ago. So, like, I would want to be able to watch that. Yeah. No, that would be cool for sure. Um, yeah, that was good. They should bring that back every year. Um, my third star is going to be the fastest dresser 
just trying to think of something stupid to do. This is a tough category. Um, Basically, everyone's been there, especially in beer league or maybe, I guess, youth hockey when you had to go to practice. When you're running late or your parents are running late, you get to the rink with three minutes before practice, and you got that, like, all out, get your stuff on as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Just looking to see the players do it. I feel like they've been doing it their whole lives. Like, you got to think someone can get dressed in under a minute. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of fun to watch. Who do you think would be the fastest dresser in the league? I don't know. I think it would be... I mean, we talked about him earlier. Somebody like Goudreau or Kane, like a smaller guy, I feel like their equipment just like slides right on. I'd put my money on Vinny Latiri, dude. <laughs> what do you, uh, how long, if you, what do you, we should do a video of this. What do you think your time would be if I timed you getting dressed as fast as you can? The only properly part, putting everything the on. The only shitty part about that is you have to get naked at some point, so you can't really video it, but. Yeah, but we could just, you could just wear like some of those like long johns or something for just for the video. Um... Two minutes. Okay. Yeah. I think I that's know, doable. I don't know if you can do it. Yeah. Two minutes? I think you could do it at 145. Yeah. You'd have to be flying. Yeah, but you got to tie your skates correctly. Yeah. I, what do you think would take you the longest? Skates? Skates. Yeah, skates would probably be the toughest. The, the thing that would suck for me is that what happens every time is when I when I get towards the very end, there's always like an elbow pad or a club that seems to be nowhere. Yeah. So Also, when uh, you get towards the end of getting dressed, I'm already kind of gassed. <laughs> yeah, you've been bending over for like Christ. three minutes. Yeah. That was a good All right, one. What's your uh, second star? My second star, figure skating routine. I think that could be kind of fun. Uh, Jeff Skinner was a figure skater in the past. I think it'd be kind of funny if you if you had two people go out there and they had to do a figure skating routine. And it, like you put 75 grand on the line so they take it serious. Yeah, dude. Maybe you could have Duncan from uh, the Mighty Ducks uh, ref it too. Yeah, you could do that. I think it would be pretty funny. I think you got a couple guys um, that would put on quite a show. I think it would. Can you imagine if someone like went up for like a triple axle though and like snapped their leg? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't hate the player, hate the game, dude. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I really like that one. I think my second one. Speaking of putting players in harm's way, I want to do a shot block competition, but I think maybe you could use like tennis balls instead. So maybe they have to like skate around different obstacles and just block shots left and right, like diving. I mean, I, I would just love to see who has the best timing on that. So I'm not, so I'm kind of thinking it's not even somebody really taking a shot. It's more or less a t-shirt cannon full of tennis balls, and you have to block them. Yeah, you know those things they use for tennis practice, like yes. high school or college. Yeah, they just have those machines feeding them at high speed. Oh um, man, that would be cool. Nice. And you just got to block as many as you can. There's like a money ball, so maybe there's like an orange one that's <laughs> like ball. double the points, but it's a little bit heavier. Yeah, it's like a it's like a uh, like a bocce ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that would be funny. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Uh, my first star, a battle royale. For some reason, I feel like we've done this before, but I think every team gets to pick a fighter on their team and just. Pitter patter, get at her. Everybody just starts throwing punches, and we'll see who's the last one standing. We've probably pitched this idea on the podcast like thirty-five times, yeah. but there's going to be at least thirty-five more times that we yep. say this. And great. one of one of these times is going to get quoted in like a New York Post thing about how like, oh my god, the old hockey fans are terrible. Shout out Southpaw, that guy had a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have got it. I wish he was on the pod right now, but um, I don't know, man. I. <laughs> I don't know. You just lost me with that. I love getting screenshots of just South Paul just getting after. What what did he name? Something Jimmy. But are these just to clarify though? Are these I forgot? Are these the star players? No, uh, no, or, no. So Big, the best fighter from every team. 
Or I don't know how you do it, but you just get the worst player from every team. <laughs> yeah. Like that'd be kind of cool. No. Go, hey boys, go get your ass kicked. What if it's voted on by like the team? Like you have to vote for one guy to go to the all. So each team votes side. for their bitch. <laughs> or dude, I mean, if you have a really tough player, like if you're in Vegas, like I feel like Ryan Reeves would love to win that. Yeah. So like, so like one team sending like Ryan Reeves, and then the Montreal Canadiens would send like Charles Houdon. You know what I mean? I think that'd be great. It'd be Hunger Games. The Rangers would probably send like Tony D'Angelo. Get him, Tony. <laughs> yeah. D'Angelo would be like, you guys don't have to vote. I volunteer. I'm fucking in, dude. I'm going to watch Troy real quick, and I'll get out there. Yeah, that would be really good. Um, yeah. uh, my number one star of the week uh, would be a trivia show. So my, my concept is it's like maybe Thursday night or something like that. You get like a $20,000 trivia thing going. It's at, They put it at some shitty sports bar. Pierre Maguire and JR host it. Um, and you have NHL players into different teams where they're gambling, and you just give them NHL trivia so you can answer the most questions. I know guys like Mark Shifley has like a, uh, what do they call it, a photographic mind or something. Like he's memorized all these stats, and he's like a huge history buff. Really? So I know there's like, yeah, of like hockey. So I know there's some guys in the league that would really like that. I think it would be interesting to kind of see them go through that, get a few drinks in them. That'd be cool. Honorable mention, how about a, how about like a dunk tank where you have to shoot the puck and Pierre Maguire, you're dunking Pierre. Yeah. yeah. And because you're like, in San Jose, it's a shark tank and there's like real sharks. Right. It's like instead of like double jeopardy, it's like the Pierre Maguire like. And another edition of Fuck With Pierre where they're, where they're yeah, just like exactly. you showing up. You have to do whatever you want with them. There's like a swirly station and. Other cool things. Don't hate it at all. But all right, I thought that was gonna be a fast podcast, but we're right around an hour right now. So, guys, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Keep following the blog. Keep following us on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. It's kind of cool what this has turned into. I appreciate it. How do you have anything left to say? Go pets. All right. See you guys next week. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get